I just love this chair for a plethora of reasons. In fact, the only way to fully understand why I love this chair so much is to understand all the chairs in my life that I've hated. In fact, I've always wanted to have a good chair that I could sit in, that I could rely upon. It would be like my thinking chair. It would become the chair where when I sat in it, I became the best version of myself. And all along the way, there've been a lot of chairs that have disappointed me. There've been chairs that were recycled or given to us, so consequently they smell bad, or maybe there was a leg on the chair that didn't work, so I had to spend gobs of time flipping it over and nailing it back in and screwing the, screwing the screw into the chair just to make it stand up. And never has there been a chair in my life that has been as comfortable as this chair. So like when I sit here, I guess something just happens where I read and ideas come to me. Sometimes I'll write sermons from this chair. Sometimes I'll have good conversations from this chair. I have a stool that I can kick my feet up in so I can be comfortable in the chair. And one of the things I've really grown to love about this chair is that I can rely upon it. I know that every time I sit in this chair, it's gonna hold me up. Every single one of the four legs on the chair actually works. See, I've grown to think of faith being a lot like a chair. Let me explain it. See, a lot of people, whenever they think of faith, they think of it like this ethereal substance that kind of people talk about and religious people have. But really, when faith is described in the Bible, it's described with a whole lot more practical and tangible language. One of Jesus' earthly brothers made a statement or wrote a letter to a group of followers of Jesus, and he described faith. And I want to just read you some of what he said. This is from the book of James chapter two. He said, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says that they have faith, but does not have works or action, can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and they lack in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them their needs for their body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have work is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Well, James says, show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith. I will give you evidence of my faith by my works. Now, James is not making a statement about salvation and the fact that you can earn your way to God and if you try hard enough, then you're gonna have right relationship with God. He's making a statement about the way faith actually works in our lives because when a person has faith, when they fully trust, they're willing to move, they're willing to act on that faith. So a definition that I've grown to love in terms of understanding faith is that faith is in essence, active trust. So I have faith in this chair every time I sit down in it. I have the active trust that this chair is going to hold me up, that it's going to be reliable, that it's going to be comfortable, that it's gonna produce great ideas. I trust in the chair. Now, it's funny though, because a lot of people, when it comes to faith, they would not describe themselves as a person of faith. Maybe you've heard this conversation before, or maybe you've even said this, where you're like, uh, I'm, just, I'm just not a person of faith. I'm, I'm not a religious person. I hear that phrase all the time here in Silicon Valley in the Bay Area. But the reality is you are a person of faith. In fact, every day you're a person of faith. Every moment you're a person of faith. You are constantly putting your faith in someone or something. 
Did you know that you're putting your faith in the earth right now as you're standing here on planet earth and or sitting here on planet earth and it's rotating around the sun? You're putting faith in someone or something. And sometimes we put our faith in the right thing and sometimes we put our faith in the wrong thing, but we're always putting our faith into something. And oftentimes I notice people, we all want a chair. We all want a place that we can sit. We, we all want a place that's reliable and comfortable, that's dependable for our lives. So I think we're in the constant search of that place or that person or that thing. So we try a lot of different stuff. We try our jobs. Man, if I could just get the right job that I worked in and I could find a career that fit with my personality and my wiring, or if I could produce a certain level of income and then I would be able to rely upon that and I could get the car I want or the house I want, or if I could find the right boyfriend or girlfriend, people think this, that there would be this kind of happiness or this internal peace that would be experienced. Or if I, could, if I could get into the right neighborhood or I could go to the right school, students who will fret, they'll study long hours thinking that if they got into that school, then everything would be set for the rest of their lives. Even times I notice that people will put an unhealthy level of dependence in their spouse. Not that you shouldn't trust your spouse, but if you put anyone in the place that God is supposed to be in in your life, eventually you're gonna find that they're not going to be able to hold you up. So the question really then becomes not are you a person of faith, but the question is where is your faith right now? What are you trusting in? Like if you look back over your life over the last year and you reflect, what is there the greatest amount of evidence that you've put your trust or your faith in? You know, sometimes when I look back over my life, I can realize that there were major seasons where I placed my trust in the wrong thing and I was seated in the wrong chair. And there are always consequences that go with that. Sometimes it's the consequence of pain. Sometimes it's the pain of regret when I, I look at my life and I think, man, there were chunks of my life that I so heavily relied upon myself and my own strength and I let myself down. If I had just put my trust in a different chair, if I had actually trusted in God, how different my life would be. Or there are times where I meet people and they stay in the same chair for years and a part of the reason that they stay in the same situation is because they have no faith that they could actually find a better situation. They think, well, this is the best that I can do. I can't get a better chair. Or I find people that are afraid, like if I leave this chair, what's gonna be next? Or what are the consequences that are gonna happen as a result of me leaving this chair? But the reality is an invitation from God stands to leave the things of this world that we trust in that let us down and to move our active trust to something to namely God who's dependable in all situations, in all circumstances and in all seasons of our life. You know, for all of us right now, there are two chairs in front of us. There's the right chair that's reliable, dependable, trustworthy, and then there's the wrong chair. This wrong chair can cause you pain, difficulty, regret, sorrow, discouragement, even fear. And I think that there are, for most of us, places in our lives where we're seated in the right chair, and there are places in our lives where we're seated in the wrong chair. You know, sometimes I'll do a great job one day with loving my spouse and caring for my wife and my kids, but then 
I'll be anxious at work. So I'm in the right chair in some areas and in the wrong chair in other areas. And then there's the bigger, large, larger movement of our lives where are we truly trusting in God or are we trusting in ourselves? This chair analogy could go on and on. But when you look at your life right now, there are some places where you are seated in trust, where you have put your hope in someone or something. And then there are places in your life where you stand in speculation, where you look, where you evaluate. You're trying to decide, is the chair trustworthy? And I think that there's some merit to that, right? Like before you go find a new job, you need to make sure that the company is reliable, you, you need to do your diligence, and you need to check it out, stand in speculation. But the question is, are you moving to sit and to trust in the right places. I remember a couple years ago at our church, I had passionately preached this message on the subject of forgiveness. And at the end of the message, this woman in her 60s comes up to me and she is just weeping and tears are flowing down her face. She can barely get her words out. And through her tears tells me that she had made a choice that morning that was pivotal, that changed everything about her life. In fact, she made a decision that day to forgive, but it wasn't just any decision to forgive. She forgave that day her husband who had been dead for years. And she made a decision from in her heart to forgive him for something he had done to her in the past. And that day she sat at the edge of the chair and she said, you know what? I might not be all the way in the chair, but I'm I'm going to try this forgiveness thing out. And what she began to discover when she sat at the edge of the chair was she discovered how reliable the chair was. Because she began to see that when she forgave the way that God asked her to forgive, all of a sudden in her life there was this newfound peace and joy. There was freedom. All of her relationships began to change. She began to experience God's presence in a new fresh way that she hadn't for years because she made that one simple choice to trust the edge of the chair. See, for those of you who've never trusted in God with any area of your life, sometimes the beginning of the journey of faith is just to trust the edges. It's to love when Jesus says to do unto others as you would have them do to you. When you start to love people, you start to see how reliable the ways of God are. And as you discover the ways of God, you actually get to know the heart of God more. And I know a lot of people who've started at the edge, but then as they understood how reliable the chair was, they moved more towards the center. But then, on the other hand, I know people who got to the center and they trusted in God, but then they stopped trusting. And then they moved back out to the edges. And maybe they would trust God with one area of their life, but not the other area of their life. And God's hope for you and for me is that we would get all the way in the center of the chair in every area of our life. That we would trust Him with our relationships. That we would trust Him with our finances. That we would see that His ways are good in the way that we care for one another. In the way that we leverage our lives to make a difference with people around us who are in need. When we discover His ways, we see how reliable He is. And today, God is making an invitation to you. He's making an invitation to you to trust in Him. And the way that you see that invitation is so 
crucial. I was at a meeting recently and we were talking about foster care and there was a man who was standing up and he was sharing a little bit about his story and what it was like for him to be on this journey of foster care. And they were trying to really convince people about the importance of fostering and that we should take that step. And it was a great meeting. But I was a little bit thrown off by this guy in some of his description of God because he stood up and he said some things that I agree with, it, it's, you know, theologically or philosophically. And he said, you know, God is in control and you are not. God is God and you are not and you just have to face it, which I agree. God's in control. I'm not God. And he's a lot smarter than I am. And I'm grateful that I'm not God. But when the idea is presented that way, actually sitting in the chair feels a little bit more like a timeout. You know what I'm saying? Like with my kids, when I tell them to sit in the chair for three minutes because they were just disrespectful, that's a timeout. But God's invitation is not a timeout. In fact, what if it were framed this way? There's a loving God who's sovereign, who's the king of the universe, who's good in all of his ways, and he's great. He is powerful, he's mighty, and he knows what's best. He's wiser than you can possibly fathom. And did you know that all of his intentions towards you are good? So whenever he gives you a way to follow, he's not giving you a way to follow to to take away your joy. He actually knows what's best for you. He knows you better than you know yourself. And he's actually inviting you into a place that has the greatest amount of peace, that has the greatest amount of joy. So will you trust in him? Will you trust in him and sit in the chair? You know, it's kind of amazing to me around the different times of year, there are always different messages that are given to us. The New Year, one of the messages that you hear often is like New Year, fresh start. But one of the things I love about God is that there's always an opportunity for a fresh start. In fact, God was really concerned about this, that you could have an opportunity for a fresh start. And He was so concerned with you and I being able to know Him personally that He stepped down from heaven to earth so that every one of us could have a fresh start. And Jesus died on a cross, crucified, brutally murdered for you so that you could experience God, so that you could step into the chair. And all he asks you to do is to step in. So he dies on the cross, he conquers the grave, and he overcomes death so that you can know him, so that you can trust in him. And that's a beautiful invitation. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, that invitation should never get old. The reality that the God of the universe loves you and knows your name and wants you to experience more of Him. So for Jesus followers, my question to you is, where are the places in your life where you're in the wrong chair? And God is saying, if if you'll get up and come over here and trust in me more, you'll experience deeper levels of peace and joy. Perhaps it's, it's with your finances. Perhaps it's with your relationships. Perhaps it's with your career. Maybe it's with your marriage. Students, maybe it's with your future and what God has put on your heart is different than what you want to do, but God is saying, no, 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 I got something better in store for you. Would you step into the chair? And then I want to specifically invite those of you who are not yet followers of Jesus, who are watching this video, to try the chair, to test it out, to see the ways of Jesus, how they can change your life. Maybe start loving people 
Maybe it's saying to God, you know, God, I'm not really sure if you exist yet and I'm exploring this whole idea, but if you're out there, would you show yourself to me and just test the edges of the chair? And my guess is that you'll see. You'll see how he loves you. You'll see how great he is and how much he wants for you to know and experience his heart. And today he's making that invitation. So will you sit in the chair?